Good evening. I hope you've had a great day today. Welcome to BVJ's Bedtime Stories. I'm Big Voice Jay, and this is a show where we get you ready for a good night's sleep with public domain short stories just for you. Links to all the stories can be found at the show notes at bedtimewithbvj.com. And if you'd like to support the show, there's a buy me a coffee link on every page and post. Tonight's story, The Enchanted Grouse, by Parker Fillmore. There was once an old couple who lived with their married son and his wife. The son's name was Helly. He was a dutiful son, but his wife was a scold. She was always finding fault with the old people and with her husband, and for that matter, with everyone else as well. One morning, when she saw her husband taking out his bow and arrows, she said, Where are you going now? I'm going hunting, he told her. Isn't that just like you, she cried. You're going off to have a good time hunting, and you don't give a thought to me, who have to stay home alone with two stupid old people. If I didn't go hunting, Helly said, and shoot something... We'd have nothing to put in a pot for dinner, and then you would have reason to scold. At that, the woman burst into tears. Of course, as usual, blame me. Whatever happens, it's my fault. Poor Helly hurried off, hoping that by the time he returned, his wife would be in a calmer state of mind. He had had small success with his hunting. He shot arrow after arrow, but always missed his mark. Then, when he had only one arrow left, he saw a grouse standing in some brushwood so near that there was little likelihood of him missing it. He took good aim, but before he could fire, the grouse said, Don't shoot me, brother. Take me home alive. Ellie paused. Then he shook his head. I've got to shoot you, for we've nothing to put in the pot for dinner. Again he aimed his arrow. And again the grouse said, Don't shoot me, brother. Take me home alive. For the second time, Helly paused. I'd like to spare you, he said. But what would my wife say if I came home empty-handed? He took aim again, and a third time the grouse said, Don't shoot me, brother. Take me home alive. At that, Helly dropped his arrow. I don't care what she says. I can't shoot a creature that begs so pitifully for his life. Very well, Mr. Grouse. I'll do as you say. I'll take you home alive. But don't blame me if my wife wrings your neck. He took the grouse up in his arms and started homewards. Feed me for a year, the grouse said, and I'll reward you. When they reached home and Helly's wife saw the grouse, she cried out petulantly. Is that all you've gotten out hunting all morning? That won't be dinner enough for four. This grouse isn't to be killed, Helly announced. I'm going to keep it for a year and feed it. It won't take much to feed a grouse, the old man remarked. But the wife flew into a passion. What? Feed a useless bird when there isn't enough to feed your own flesh and blood? But Helly was firm, and despite her threats, his wife did not dare to maltreat the grouse. 
At the end of a year, the grouse grew a crapper feather in its tail, which it dropped in the courtyard. Then it disappeared. Ha! laughed Helly's wife. A copper feather! That's your reward for feeding that thankless bird a whole year. And now it's escaped. But the next day, the grouse returned. Feed me for another year, it said to Helly, and I'll reward you. His wife raised an awful to-do over this, but Helly was firm, and for another year, he fed and petted the grouse. At the end of the second year, the grouse grew a silver feather in its tail, which it dropped in the dooryard. Then it disappeared. One silver feather? Helly's wife cried. So that's all you get for feeding that thankless bird a whole year. And now it's escaped. But it hadn't. It returned the very next day. Feed me for another year, it said to Helly, and I'll reward you. At the end of the third year, the grouse grew a golden feather in its tail. And when it dropped that in the dooryard, the scolding wife hadn't so much to say. For a golden feather was, after all, pretty good pay for a few handfuls of grain. For a day, the grouse disappeared, and then, when it returned, it said to Helly, Get on my back, and I'll reward you. Helly did so, and the grouse, rising high in the air, flew far away. On, on it flew until it reached the broad ocean. Over the ocean it flew until Helly could see nothing but water in whatever direction he looked. Ha! he said to himself with a shudder. I hope I can hold on. As he spoke, the grouse slipped from beneath him, and he fell down, down, down. However, before he touched water, the grouse swooped under him and caught him up again high into the air. He had this same terrible experience a second time, and a third time, and each time he thought his last moment had arrived. Now, the grouse told him, You know what my feelings were when you threatened three times to shoot me with your arrow. You have taught me a lesson, Helly said. After that, the grouse flew on and on. At last, it said, Look straight ahead, master, and tell me what you see. Helly shaded his eyes and looked. Far, far ahead, I see what looks like a copper column. Good, the grouse said. That is the home of my oldest sister. She will be overjoyed to see us, and when she hears how you have spared my life, she will want to make you a present and will offer you various things. Take my advice and tell her that the only thing you want is her little locked box, the key to which is lost. If she won't give you that, accept nothing. The grouse's oldest sister received them most hospitably, and when she had heard their story, at once offered Helly anything he might like from among her treasures. Then give me your little locked box, the key to which is lost, Helly said. The older sister shook her head. My little locked box? Who told you about that? I'm sorry, but I cannot give you that. Take anything else. No, Helly said. That or nothing. When the oldest sister could not be prevailed upon to give away her little locked box, the grouse had Helly mount his back once more, and off they flew. We'll visit my second sister now, he said. If she offers you a present, 
Ask her for her little locked box without a key and accept nothing else. On, on they flew until the oldest sister's castle was far behind. Look, master, the grouse said. Look straight ahead and tell me what you see. Ellie shaded his eyes and looked. Far ahead I see something that is like a silver cloud. That, said the grouse, is the silver castle of my second sister. At the silver castle, the second sister received them with joy, and when she heard who Heli was, at once declared that she wanted to show him her gratitude by making him a gift. Ask from me what you will, she said, and you shall have it. But when he asked for her little locked box without a key, she cried out, No, no, not that, anything else. But I don't want anything else, Heli said. When the grouse saw that his second sister was not to be parted from her little locked box, he bade Heli mount his back, and off they flew again. We'll go to my youngest sister this time, he said. If she offers you a present, ask for the same thing. On, on they flew until the silver castle was lost to view. Now, master, look ahead and tell me what you see. Ellie shaded his eyes and looked. I seemed to see a golden haze like the sun behind a cloud. That is the golden castle of my youngest sister. They arrived, and the youngest sister threw her arms about the grouse, for she loved him dearly and had not seen him for a long time. Welcome, brother, she said, and welcome also to you, Helly. Then she offered Helly a present, and when he asked for her little locked box without a key, she gave it to him at once. It is my most precious possession, she said. But you may have it, for you spared my dear brother's life when you might have taken it. After they had rested and feasted, they bade the youngest sister farewell, and Helly, with his precious box held tightly in one hand, mounted the grouse's back, and off they flew towards home. Be careful of the box, the grouse said, and don't let it out of your hands until we reach some beautiful spot where you'd like always to live. They passed high mountains and wooded lakes and fertile valleys. Shall we stop here? the grouse asked. Or here? Or here? But always, Helly said, No, not here. At last they reached home, and the grouse told Helly that now they must part forever. By sparing my life three times, the grouse said, and then feeding me for three years. I've broken the enchantment that bound me, and now I shall not have to go about any longer as a grouse, but shall be able to resume my natural shape. Farewell, Helly, and when you find the spot where you think you would like always to be, drop the box, and you will find you have a treasure that will more than reward you for your kindness to me. The grouse disappeared, and Helly said to himself, where do I want to live always but right here, at home, with my dear old father and mother, my wife, who is my wife, even if she does scold me sometimes? So there at home, after they all had supper together, he dropped the box on the floor. It broke, and out of it arose a beautiful castle, with servants and riches 
and everything that Heli had always wanted and never had. And Heli and his old father and mother and his wife lived in it and were happy. And gradually his wife got over her habit of scolding. For when you're happy, you haven't anything to scold about. We are always on the hunt for great stories to feature on this podcast. Send your story suggestions to bigvoicej at gmail.com. We've got a YouTube channel full of stories from the show. Go to tiny.cc slash bedtime. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps to spread the word that we're putting people to sleep every single night. And if you'd like to support the show, there's a Buy Me a Coffee link on every page and post. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>